Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. So, without further ado, <laughs> let's do this! <laughs> This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham, and with me today is, of course, the absolutely fantastic Giorgio. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia, we're good. <laughs> All right, so I believe that before we get started, we can't ignore the fact that we've been out for a couple of weeks, and uh, it was not something that we planned, but the fact of the matter is, when you podcast week in and week out, um, you run the risk of running into burnout, and we don't want ever to do this in a soulless manner in a way that it will seem as though we're just winging it. So at the point, we decided, let's take a break for a week. And then the subsequent week, we were like, we're not quite ready <laughs> yet to come back. So let's take another another week. And I believe that we've gotten, you know, quite a few things situated, Jojo, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so we are ready to resume our podcasting we hope you haven't we would like to think that you missed us but yeah we we, we hope that you haven't forgotten us yes uh, that's that's the most important thing yes. and so in that respect we are back and we're happy to be here we're happy that you are still here jojo how you been i've been fantabulous <laughs> Fantabulous is a thing. We've been trying to make it a thing since yeah. 2003. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to face it. It's never going to happen, but that's okay. Yeah, no. You know what? <laughs> Don't lose faith like that. You know? <laughs> hey, yeah. you know, it's just a matter of persistence. Persistence. Nevertheless, she persisted. Nevertheless, she persisted, yes. And and keep plugging on, which is all I... Per- Plugging along, plugging along. Plugging along, like a mule. Like a mule! (laughs) All right, so today we have decided to bring you our list of binge-watchable content. As you know, this podcast, this program is all about what you can binge-watch, especially on streaming platforms. We, We do TV from here one day or another. We do cable, whatever you want to call it. But the fact is, we are all about the binge-watchable content in, if you can stream it, so much better. So it's summertime. Some of you will have some time off. Uh, some of you will be on vacation. And some of you are still working from home. So there's a chance that you might need to do some binge-watching. So in that context, we bring you a list of binge-watchable content. Jojo, how big of a list do you have? 
I have 10 movies and TV series. I can cut it down if we need to, but uh, I, I came up with 10. No, ma'am, we're not going to cut down anything because I did come up with 10. My <laughs> hope, my hope though, is that you don't... <laughs> we don't have exactly the hope, same 10. <laughs> we don't have exactly the same 10. <laughs> because you know what? I'm going to be laughing my butt off. Is <laughs> If that happens. I really, I, I really enjoy our compilation shows when we do this kind of stuff. I, I enjoy these anyway, but I also love them when we don't really get to talk to each other beforehand. So we're both surprised as fuck when, when the other one comes out with something and we're like, oh, that was on my list too. Or anyway, this is fun. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. I don't know how you've got yours numbered, but here's what we're going to do. I am going to let you start with your number 10. Okay. And then I'll take it from there. Okay. Right? So you do 10, I do my 10, then we go back and forth like this. How about that? That sounds good. Mine are totally random. I don't really have them ranked in order of anything whatsoever, so... So, so, so here's what we're going to do again. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, here is JoJo's number 10. Yeah! The golf clap. <laughs> All right. So number 10 for me is a series that I just finished. It's streaming on Netflix and it is a a brand new series. And I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. And it's Sweet Tooth. And it is distinctly odd. It is a post-apocalyptic road story combined with fantasy and a whole lot of interesting elements. It has a fantastic cast it has a sweet, lovely little story, and um, despite some elements, I think it's something that you could definitely watch with with kiddos, depending on the maturity rate. Rate and uh, so, sweet tooth. It's it's fun. Yeah, this is one I've been meaning to to start watching, Jojo, but I haven't gotten to it because there's quite a bit going on. Yeah, but is this something like I kind of like where it's going? Like I've seen a little bit of, uh, of, of the, you know, like when you stop on something on Netflix and it all of a sudden starts playing the trailer for you. Yes. Yeah. I've seen some of that and I kind of like it. There's something about it that I'm like, but I don't know if I'm ready because sometimes I fear that I'm, I don't want to watch a lot of a lot of things at the same time. Sometimes I feel that I want to to dedicate time to the one thing that I'm watching instead of jumping from one series to another. And so this one seems like one of those that I have to be completely dedicated to it uh, in order to be able to enjoy it. And how many episodes are we talking about here? Uh, let's see. Uh, let me double check. I can't remember if it's it's either... 10 or 13 it's 10 episodes and it is there they run in like they're they're less than an hour long each one mm-hmm. and i was surprised by how much i enjoyed this i didn't really expect to enjoy it as much as i did it's it's because it, it is it's odd <laughs> There's no it getting is. around it. It's odd. It's based it's on a, weird. it's based on a on a comic book series, loosely based from what I understand. I have not read the comic book series, but from what I understand, it's loosely based on it. And it is it's it is sweet <laughs> for a post-apocalyptic series, which are typically very bleak. 
This one is not. It, it has a very hopeful tone to it. And somehow they've managed to make that not seem saccharine or jarring. I don't really know how they've managed to do that, but they have. And I think a lot of that comes down to the cast. Uh, Nanzo Ananzi, whose name I've probably just butchered, but I'm a huge fan of him. He's 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 brilliant in this. And so is Christian Convery, who plays the, the young character, the, the, the little boy in it. And as well as uh, Stefania Levy Owen, who plays the character of Bear. Those three are, they have a great chemistry together. And I, I think that they make this show. I think they make this show. All right. So this one is definitely on my list. So kudos on that one. And I'm glad that we don't have the same thing as of yet. <laughs> so for me, is going to be my number 10. Uh, on my list is going to be Power Book 3, Raising Canaan. So if you're not familiar with Power, that was a series which ended, I believe, about a year ago. And that series was on Stars Network. It's one of the most successful series out there in the last, say, in the last 10 years. And what made it very successful is that it is a story of all kinds of redemption and downward spiral of criminal life and trying to get out of that life. One of the honorable mentions of this show for me is the fact that it was originally executive produced by Curtis Jackson, 50 Cents. And when the show came out, it was like, what the hell does you know, 50 Cent know about spending money on the show. You know, it's going to be one of those that will will be very popular and then it will fail. The show was around for, I believe, about six or seven seasons. And it was great. But not only that, 50 Cent took part in the show and was actually, he played the character of Kanan. And it turns out that he was a hell of an actor. Like the dude... <laughs> The dude played a character that everybody hated, but you could not help but praise him for how good he was with this character. And so after Power ended, the original series, we discovered that they had decided to do a sort of like a multiverse type of thing with Power. So you have Power Book One, Power Book 2 and Power Book 3, and so Power Book 2 was uh, last year and it had two seasons and it's about the uh, young, what happens next to young Tariq St. Patrick, who is the son of the main character Ghost after uh, Ghost dies. And then Power Book 3 coming now is going to go back to the early 1990s and present you the making of Kanan, who Kanan, having been the villain on power originally to a certain extent, he too is credited as the mentor to Ghost and his best friend Tommy. It, 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 it sounds to a certain extent as though in the end he gets betrayed by them, which, which is why he became the bad guy. But, you know, now we get to see at least who was Kanan and how he encountered these two people, two young ones that he mentored and, you know, this whole thing created. 
So uh, Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, and I think it's going to be fantastic. It is starring Makai Curtis, Omar Epps, Patina Miller, uh, Haley Kilgore, Lovie Simone, London Brown, Malcolm Mays, Shanley Caswell. And it premieres on July 18th on Stars. So Power Book, Raising Canaan, is my number 10. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So what you got for me, Jojo, on your number nine? Uh, so I have a, it's a, it's a TV series. It originally aired on Bravo, but it's available now on Netflix. It's called Imposters and, uh, it aired for two seasons in 2017 and 2018. And it's a sort of a comedy drama, different kind of series. It's, it's light, it's definitely very bingeable. There's 10 episodes a season. And it is the story of con artists and uh, specifically a, a certain set of con artists who target young, rich men to take all their money away from them. And it kind of turns into a... They, they're, they're, the young men kind of band together to try to bring down these con artists. And everything goes horribly wrong and awry and in hilarious ways. The cast is, is pretty funny. I've enjoyed them a lot. And I can't say that it's the most wonderful, marvelous show on earth that you're ever going to watch. But for summer watching, to just throw something on and, and get a good laugh and look at some pretty people too, uh, Imposters. It's, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, but it was originally on Bravo? Originally on Bravo, yes. Originally I didn't on know Bravo. Bravo did like series like that. I thought everything on Bravo was supposed to be like reality shows and shit. I I don't know. And I maybe that's why this only lasted two seasons. <laughs> People were like, but this is not reality. Right. This is not what I <laughs> so so I don't know. It uh I came across it on Netflix and it was one of those where it started playing like when you come up on Netflix and I was like this kind of looks interesting and I you know the lead actress seems like I, I kind of like the vibe she's got going on here so I started it and uh, I, I ended up binging the whole thing and uh, it it's it's, <laughs> it's very it's very 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 funny <laughs> Lord leave it to Jojo to binge watch a show from Bravo that actually <laughs> happens to be a series <laughs> it's not a real house housewife or some something something <laughs> Whenever they do, you know, Real Housewives of, I don't know, Matthews and shit, I'm going to call you off. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was in a store yesterday, maybe the day before, that had like custom mugs or whatever. And it was like Real Housewives of Mecklenburg County. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) I might not. (laughs) Real, Real Housewives of Mec. (laughs) <laughs> let's not make fun of our county <laughs> after all we're the most liberal county in freaking Char- in, in charlotte true true all right then <laughs> let's move on i'm going to go into my number nine now okay and this is one show that i don't know what to make of it obviously it hasn't started yet I don't know what to make of it, but there's only one reason why I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt because 
this actor has never let me down in pretty much anything. This show is called Mr. Corman, and it is written and directed and starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mr. Corman follows Josh Corman, whose lifelong dream of becoming a musician didn't exactly work out. Now, he finds himself teaching fifth grade. Also, his fiancé has just moved out and his BFF is now his roommate. Throughout the show, Josh struggles with his identity and self-doubt as he tries to find himself. So, like I said, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, to me, is one of the best, best actors out here. And no you, doubt. And you know I'm a fan, so... Yeah, yeah, we've we, we've gushed over Joe Gordon Lewis a lot because we like the kid. Yeah, well, he he's, he's a thirty plus year old dude, so it's not a kid. But. We kind of think of him as a kid, I think, maybe because of Thirty Rock and not Thirty Rock, um, Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, yeah, and not only that, but like you know, he looks like an eternal kid. He does, even he does. when he he's grows a beard, he's like baby face. <laughs> And when you like, when you like halfway through your forties, anybody who is in their thirties to you is a damn kid. Oh I yeah, don't care, man. yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. Even even those in in their in their early forties, oh, we're like, yes. you're right, kiddo. <laughs> Motherfucker, you only like five years old than me. <laughs> <laughs> so true, though. So true. <laughs> So yeah, Mr. Coleman seems to be a good one. It premieres on Apple TV on August 6th. So I'm looking forward to this one, and I'm going to watch at least one episode. But I'm, I'm, I'm almost, almost sure that I'm going to like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I look forward to that one too, because uh, I'm a fan of his and his project that he had going for a while that names escaped me. But he had, a, he had a cool little film project going on for a while that was involving, you know, the public and everything. So that was kind of neat. So yeah, he's very talented. He's, he's, he's dope, man. All right, then. You're next, Jojo. You <laughs> is next. So next I have, it's a documentary. And uh, it is an older documentary. It's from 2008. And it is available on Amazon Prime. And it's kind of keeping in with the summer theme. It's called Four Seasons Lodge, and it is about a group of some of the last survivors of the Holocaust. And this uh, piece of property they bought in upstate New York, and how it became a haven for them. They, They went into and bought it together. It became a haven for them in the summertime. They would go there to escape the heat from New York City. And just a huge sense of community and love and caring and the fact that they had all gone through this terrible thing together and something beautiful came out of the terrible thing. Um, do, you know, do you know, before you continue, do you yeah. know that there is a bunch of references about that particular place in upstate New York if you watch A Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. okay. Because they always go for the summer to to that place in upstate New York. And I 
never knew that it was actually a real place. I thought it was a fictional place created throughout the show. But now that you're talking about it, it makes perfect sense because I'm like, why upstate New York? And, you know, you know, like it, I, it, that seems kind of weird, but but I didn't know that place actually existed because it was some, some sort of resort. Yes. And a lot of the fun things that happens in Midge, the Mrs. Maisel, they call her Midge, so in her life happened there. And some of the funniest situations that, well, what's the name of the dude that plays Mrs. Maisel's father? Uh, Tony Shalhoub. Yes. Yeah, Tony Shalhoub is absolutely great in this show. And some of the funniest situations happened with him while vacationing there. So I just wanted to to, to bring that up because now it makes perfect sense when you talk about this documentary. Well, no, that's, that's cool because I did not realize that it had ties to Mrs. Maisel. So... So that's that's a very cool thing that they incorporated a real place in in the show. So that that's very neat. But but yeah, it they it's 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 a really lovely documentary. It's it's sort of it you know, it kind of takes you on the journey of them deciding to buy this when they were young and making a place of refuge and then this was sort of towards the end uh, in 2008 of the generation that that had bought this and set it up. So it is sort of sad, bittersweet maybe in seeing some of that, but it's also it's also very lovely and I think it's a great story about human spirit and and how we can make good things out of bad things. But it's called Four Seasons Lodge. It is available on Amazon Prime and has ties to the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So there, there you go, man. Like you see what I'm saying? That's dope, man. I, I like that. You know. So what show would you know? Are we moving on to what that was your number what, Jojo? Uh <laughs> seven, I think. No, it's not. No. Okay. Uh, okay. That must have been your number eight. It huh? was my number, yeah, because I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven left to talk about. So. Okay. Yeah. So here's my number eight, and I'm not going to talk a lot about it because we've already, I already gushed over it. I think the last episode we did, I took a big chunk of the episode to talk about it. And it is Amazon Prime's solos. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go ahead and read you the synopsis of it and then move on. But you have to watch this show because it is one of the dopest things I've seen. And I'm a frustrated actor myself. Like I, you know, never got, what do you say? I never moved on from the fact that I didn't go into acting as a professional because starvation was on the table by doing that if you lived in a Caribbean country and you're not rich. So monologues are like huge to me because I I, I think actors, you can always feed off anybody who's on stage with you. But when it's only you, you have to do it all, and that's when you show your chops. And Solos has demonstrated that there are some actors in the world that they're not to be messed with. And some of them 
we've always thought of them as great actors, but some of them we don't even know that well. And only with solos, we will fall into account as to how fucking marvelous these actors are. And so this seven-part anthology series explores what it means to be human and all the strange, beautiful, hilarious, and heartbreaking moments that come with it. Solos spans the present and future as it grapples with time travel, AI, the farthest reaches of the universe, and so much more. The show is very character-driven as we see how these characters have different experiences, but life is what connects them all. Solos uh, has already premiered. It premiered on May 21st, and it's on Amazon Prime. You will find here Anthony Mackie, Morgan Freeman, Helen Mirren, Anne Hathaway, Uzo Aduba, Dan Stevens, Constance Wu, Nicole Bahari, and so, so many more. Solos is absolutely great, Judge. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but it is, it is superb. I have not finished it yet, but I have been watching it. And the only reason I didn't put it on my list is because I knew it was going to be on yours. <laughs> <laughs> you know that! Yeah, you. So yes, yes, fabulous show, and uh, I, I'm, I'm working my way through it. But it's, it's as Graham said, watch it. I will say though that there is a chance that it's not something you might want to binge watch in one sitting. I, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with and that. And it's not boring or anything like that, but it is very emotionally spending. Yeah. And because those actors are alone and it's it's a monologue and you're watching on the other side, you do feel more involved in the situation, more involved in, because it almost feels as though Somebody's having a conversation with you, but if you talk back, they can't hear you. So that's that's the kind of thing it is. But I'm I mean I've I I don't know how they managed to come up with something like that on TV, but it is absolutely fantastic. So you should watch it. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, Jojo, on to your number seven, if you would, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going with, and we may have mentioned this before in in, in some of our shows, but I, I'm going to toss it out there again as uh, something to to definitely binge watch. It's Criminal UK, and this is, it's got two seasons, and it is a procedural cop drama, if you will, but it's essentially just the interview room for criminals. So there's a fabulous cast, the guest star, if you will, every episode is is great. And I think for some reviewing, it's, 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 it's something that you can definitely binge watch and get into. The episodes are not very long, so there's not a huge time commitment with it. And each episode has something very interesting to say. And in the sense of that it's an interview room, you do get to have an actor have a a very, not solo performance, but a very, uh, 
it's mostly the camera will mostly be on the the main actor for for whatever the episode is. So David Tennant has been on it. Haley, I forgot her last name. Haley has been on it, and Kit Harrington has been on it. It's a very good show to to binge, and uh, if you enjoy, you know, sort of true crime or that sort of thing, it, it could be the the show for you to kind of introduce you to the 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 wonders of British television. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, man. British television is 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 a different menu, and you it might take you a moment to get used to it. A lot a lot of folks, I think, have had as you've mentioned it a lot of times before, that British TV has been in the United States for forever through PBS. Yes, but again, not a lot of people with you know watch PBS or whatever. And all of a sudden, because of streaming platforms like like Netflix and Amazon Prime, and you know, people are starting to discover a lot more stuff that they didn't know were British. A lot of people don't realize that so many of American shows that we only knew as American shows were actually originated in Britain, and we are merely doing a an American version of them. And that's vice versa. There's a lot of things that Britain has adopted from America. But I'm saying that some of the best content that we've seen by American actors, scripted by American writers, are ideas that originated Britain. And so, yeah, British TV is something else and... You will always hear me and Georgia talk about British TV in the highest of light because I I do I do love it. And Georgia, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I think I forgot to say that this one is on Netflix, so um should be pretty readily available to anybody who's interested in it. It's 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 you know, it's it's right there. Most I think almost all of us have Netflix now. So by the way. Speaking of British TV, you you should try and get BritBox because yes. this is one one more you know streaming app that you'll not regret having. Agreed. If you want, if you're looking for great content. Agreed. Agreed. And not a huge uh, amount to add to your streaming bill um, if you've got the extra, I think five or seven dollars a month, something like that. Highly recommend yeah. it. it. There's so much content on there, and uh, so much good content on there as well. And I feel like I have to say, we're not getting paid by. We by aren't. Box, we really are not. But, you know, <laughs> that that's. I, I think because we've we've been very vocal about how much we love Britbox. Yes. And it feels like sometimes it might sound like. There's no way this motherfucker ain't getting paid for that. You know what I'm saying? We're not. <laughs> We're not. We are. They are not I mean, paying us. We are just genuinely love Britbox. If Britbox wants to contact us and whatever, so yeah, they, cool. if they want to cut us a check for every time we've mentioned their name, then cool. Yeah, that should be quite a bit of money right there. It no, should. No. <laughs> so let me present to you my number seven on the list, Jojo. Mm-hmm. It is called Only Murders in the Building. 
And I'm looking forward to this one. So uh, before I tell you what it's all about, let me tell you. Well, it was created by Steve Martin and John Hoffman. Oh, my. And it is starred by Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez, Aaron Dominguez, Amy Ryan, and Nathan Lane. Oh, my God. (laughs) How have I not heard of this? Yes, (laughs) yes. Yeah, Jojo. So this is, I'm talking about like something that it's either going to be great or it's going to be an absolute weird ass piece of shite. Yeah, there's, there's but, no but, there's <clears throat> no way it can be. It won't be mediocre. It's either going to be fabulous or terrible. But oh my exactly. goodness. Yeah, I don't know how I missed that one, but that's <laughs> awesome. Well, you, you it, it hasn't started yet. It starts on August 31st. And it's on Hulu. And by the way, I've finally managed to get Hulu without commercials. And so I'm sort of like enjoying Hulu a little bit more now. So I just think that the the Hulu with commercial as an option should not exist at all. Yeah, I I agree because it's turned me off of it. Like I don't, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you if you come out of the gate and tell me pay me twelve dollars and you won't see commercials, I'd, I'm like I'm cool with that. I don't have it or I have it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But but the notion of like, hey, for six ninety nine you get Hulu and you can have it. You just have to watch a couple of commercials, and then keep the whole idea of no commercials almost as a secret. It's sort of like a. a, a I don't know. Like it's kind of it's kind of a weird trick to play to the human mind, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Not cool, but I'm I'm yeah. I'm glad that it's an option to to not have the commercials. So it is. It is an option, and you know, I finally kind of like you know what enough because I've bad mouthed Hulu a lot, and every <laughs> now and then I keep finding shit that I really like on Hulu, and I'm like, oh, if only there wasn't any commercial. And my son was like. You know you can get it without commercials, right? I'm like, you little shite. <laughs> How dare you keep this from me? Yeah. You're out of the will. <laughs> so, yes, this series, Only Murders in the Building, it says, um, it follows three strangers, Charles, Oliver, and Mabel, who share an obsession with true crime. Suddenly, the trio finds themselves wrapped in a true crime mystery of their own. So this is what we're dealing with. It premieres on August 31st on Hulu. I am going to watch this thing, binge it as soon as it's come up. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, yeah. <laughs> and I love yeah. Steve Martin. So like. Steve Martin, Martin Short, My, yeah, Nathan Lane. I thought Nathan Lane was retired for some reason. Nathan uh, nah, Lane can't retire. Nathan Lane should. Nathan Lane is like the Bob Barker of TV. <laughs> Just drop dead in front of him. By the way, Bob Barker is still around, man. Yeah, he is. I mean, Regis is gone. <laughs> Bob Barker is still like, yeah, man, I'm right here. <laughs> it's all that, oh. all that good. Uh, Good karma he built up from from keep your pets spayed and neutered or something. <laughs> yeah, man, and, and me tooing all of his uh, hostesses. Yeah, yeah, well, that too. Yeah, I don't know if that's good karma. I'll, 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 that's probably bad, but yeah, I don't know. 
Depends on possibly what karma he's paying into. Okay, we'll get into philosophical. I'll shut up now. Well, I mean, you know, the karma could be like, well, now your ass going to live forever. Yeah, that's true. You're going to see and all the people you love die. To, yeah, and he's going to hurt you to take a piss every day. <laughs> You know, you're gonna have to get up 45 times every night to pee. Yeah, yeah. You for two drops, diaper for 45 years of your life. <laughs> you're gonna die at 125. <laughs> you're like, Lord, kill me. You know, that's karma, too. Like, you that's know, true. the whole idea of living forever sounds great until you think about it and you're like, oh, shit, that's awful. Yeah. I don't know how we got here, though. I don't, I'm not sure either. <laughs> I love our talks. I love our talks. We, we, we end up in so many weird places, and we don't know how we got there, and I, I love it. It makes me really happy. I hope it makes our viewers happy, too, because, I mean, like... Hopefully, man, because, like, this is crazy. <laughs> I seriously don't know how we got here. <laughs> anyway... Uh, Jojo, what you got for me on your number seven? <laughs> um, so I am going with a, a movie from 2012. It is actually one that I saw in the movie theater way, way back when. It's available on... What? I know, right? <laughs> I'm an old timer here. <laughs> it's available on Amazon Prime, and it is a Wes Anderson movie. And it is called Moonrise Kingdom. And this is another sort of delightfully strange movie, kind of maybe a little bit in the vein of Sweet Tooth without the apocalypse involved. <laughs> but uh, it is about a young man and young woman who fall in love and decide to run away together. And by young man and young woman, I, I don't believe they're over the age of, of eight. They're, they're quite young. <laughs> so they, 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 uh, they run away into the woods and decide to, to build their own kingdom. And it's Wes Anderson, so you know it's going to be a, little, a little, little tilted. But I thoroughly enjoyed this when it was in the movie theater. I love the fact that it's available streaming. It is a very sweet movie. It's certainly a summertime movie. It, it takes place mostly outside during the summer. And uh, it has a really great cast. It's got Bruce Willis, Edward Norton, Bill Murray, Francis McDormand, Tilda Swinton, Jason Schwartzman. And it's just, it's, it's a kind of a the tilted humor, and but sort of gentle, not really poking fun, but but in, in at anybody's expense, but just sort of showing the ridiculousness of of people, and uh, it's it's a fun little movie. It's in Moonrise Kingdom available on Amazon Prime. It's it almost sounds as if you could change the title of it to Hollywood Weirdos Get Together and Make a Movie. Pretty much. Like, seriously, all of the weird people are in there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know I mean? yes. I think the only one that could come in and just sort of like be the, what what you call the, the top of the cake, whatever is that. Icing, you know, icing on the cake. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> the icing on the cake right. is if they brought in John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's in it. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's in it. I don't remember him being in it. <laughs> people don't 
seem to think so, but Bruce Willis is actually weird as motherfucker, man. This, this yes. dude is, is really weird. Yes, he is. Not in a religious way of, or whatever. He's just like in like weird dude. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> then Frances McDormand, we've talked about her, you know, she uh, she she does she does Frances McDormand. Right? She does she does. Oh no. Yep. And she's always woman. playing Frances McDormand. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. <laughs> Who are you? I'm an actor. <laughs> but I play Frances McDormand all the time. And by the way, I am Frances McDormand. And I'm damn good at it. <laughs> right. So movie our that's just the first movie of the day, isn't it? Uh I think so. All yeah, right. I think so. Yeah, you done did it, Jojo. But <laughs> here's the thing. You want to hear my number my number six? Yes, I do. Check this out. This one premieres on Netflix on August 27th. And it is called The Chair. All right. It is created and written by Amanda Peet. The Chair follows Dr. Ji Yung Kim, who has just taken a job as the chair of the English department at Pembroke University. With her new role, Ji Yoon must deal with all of the challenges that come with not only being the first woman to chair the department, but also one of the few staff members of color at the university. And you may ask me, who is going to be playing Dr. Ji Yoon Kim? It is non- other than the absolutely fabulous Sandra Oh, <laughs> man, Sandra Oh, She's so yeah. good. She's so Whoa. good. No, seriously, you had me at Sandra Oh. The yeah. moment I'm like, I don't know what this show, whatever, but Sandra Oh? Nah, nah. In fact, I have to confess to something here. Before Grey's Anatomy turns to shit, I used to watch Grey's Anatomy, and I feel like it was only because Sandra Oh was in it. She's uh, she's she's uh, she's wonderful. She's a fantastic actress and uh, just all around just class class act. And yeah, uh, man. Um, yeah. My I have to say my my mind went somewhere else entirely when you said the chair. I was kind of scared it was going to be a show like about the electric chair or something. So. <laughs> I'm Yo, glad it didn't go that way. <laughs> bloody morbid, man. What's wrong with you, Joe? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. If I knew what La. was wrong with me, I, I, you know, I could get my meds right. <laughs> look, at, look at that child, Lord. Look at that child. She said she thought it was somebody. Like, you know what? Let me hear your number six. Maybe it's going to be the chair. The electric one, actually. So I actually have a, another, I'm kind of sensing a theme that I, I didn't plan on with my, my, my picks for the summertime here. So sorry, folks. But um, this one is, uh, it's another post-apocalyptic uh, storyline, and it's also kind of a road story. So, so this, is, this is a movie, another movie, and this one is on Netflix. It was from 2018, and it's called Prospect. And this one is one that I think if you 
see it come up uh, on Netflix, and this certainly happened in my case because it does come up with the little preview on Netflix, you're going to be like, this is, I'm not watching that. What the hell is that? And I won't blame you a bit because, <laughs> like I said, it happened to me. But I, I ended up watching this because Pedro Pascal is in it. And he is such a good actor that I wanted to see some more of his of his work. I enjoy what he does in The Mandalorian. I know that he was in Game of Thrones, which I have not watched. But I, I just wanted to see him in what I thought was going to be another context. Mm-hmm. It is slightly the same context as The Mandalorian in that he sort of takes a, a, a young person under his wing and saves them from a bad situation. But it's it's different in that this is this is set in space. It's set in the future. It's set in space, and it is about people who go to other planets and prospect, like you would prospect for gold or that sort of thing. But it's the future, so there's other things that are more valuable than gold. And uh, so this young girl and her father get themselves in a very sticky situation, and Pedro. Pascal is sort of, his character is sort of the cause and the salvation of this uh, situation. And I actually ended up enjoying this movie much more than I expected to. It's, it's very lyrical. The, the writing in it is, is very, the way that people speak is, is, is very, I don't want to say grandiose, but it's almost like old English, like Shakespearean in a way. And I found that to be kind of an interesting take on the post-apocalyptic world. And I, I really, I really enjoyed it. And I, I think for a summer movie, it's, it's something that I think uh, people would enjoy. And it's, it's a movie, not a huge amount of, of time to add. And if you enjoyed The Mandalorian, if you're a fan of that, then I think that you will enjoy this movie too. I think I can see what you're saying in, in that it's, it's, a, it's a movie that is well into the future, but yet people speak like what we consider the very, very, very early past yes. of today. So that would be weird to see. Yeah, uh, that in itself makes it uh, already interesting to me. So I'll take a look. What is it at? It is available on Netflix. <laughs> All right. So then I'm going to move on to my number five. So here's the thing: this show is called. I don't know if that means something, but the show I'm going to talk about premieres on July 16 on Apple TV. And it's called Schmigadoon. <laughs> exactly. Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon is executive produced by Lorne Michaels, you know, the, the, the boss yes. at SNL. Yes. This new musical comedy parodies iconic musicals we all know and love. Cecily Strong and Keegan-Michael Key play a couple on a backpacking trip who enter a magical town where everyone acts like they're in a 1940s musical. Shortly after arriving, they realize they can't leave this town until they find true love. So the the premise sounds really cray-cray, 
And because I'm a dude who loves musicals, uh, I'm in. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> you know, hopefully it's not boring. Because I remember, uh, I don't know if you if you saw this, Jojo, but about I want to say maybe five years ago, there was a musical type of thing on TV called. Gallivan? Yes, I was actually going to just mention that and ask you if you'd watched it and enjoyed it. I enjoyed the first three episodes, and then after that, I lost interest. <laughs> I, I, I think like there was a lot of good musical numbers, but no, no, no story to tell. To be honest, it was okay. like it turned a little bit into as if you were watching something with with slapstick comedies and musical and so it kind of got weird to me yeah but schmigadoon sounds great and i'm gonna tell you the people that are on it i've already said cicely uh, strong uh keegan michael key alan cumming fred armison christine chenoweth aaron Tweit, dove cameron ariana debose jaime camille jane krakowski and harada and a bunch more of other people. So <laughs> this is gonna be good. This is going to be good. I hope it is as good as I as an, I anticipate it's going to be. It's it's a fascinating premise, and uh, you know, not not one that you you know see very often. So yeah, that's that's cool. So Schmigadun is going to be on Apple TV Plus. And it's July 16 premiering. Jojo. Awesome. <laughs> Back to you, Jojo. Back to me. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go to another movie. And uh, again, these are in no order whatsoever. But So this one is an Amazon original. And it premiered not too long ago. It's not, not, not very old. But it's called The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. And this is... Again, falling in with my my theme of oddness, but uh, it's about two people who are caught in a time loop together. And it's kind of like if you've seen the movie Groundhog Day, they this one young man wakes up one day and he is living the same day over and over and over again. And no explanation for it, no idea why. He tries using the time to make someone fall in love with him because he thinks that that must be the key because that was the key in Groundhog Day and he's seen the movie. That doesn't seem to work out for him. He eventually finds someone else who is stuck in the same time loop. And so together they try to find the way out of the loop. They, She is sort of a scientist type. He is an artist. And uh, together they, they make a team of friendship to try to find a logical way out of a illogical situation. And it is a very, very lovely little movie. It is about finding the tiny perfect thing in each day and that there is something very small that will happen every day that if we just took the time to look around us that we could find and just be in that moment. And it's not woo-woo or airy-fairy or hippy-dippy or anything like that. But it's just it's just a very sweet little movie about about friendship, about the importance of 
recognizing that something doesn't have to be a big event to be important. And uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's it's not a big movie. It's it's a small, quiet movie, but it, it is on Amazon Prime. It is an original of theirs, and it's called The Map of Tiny Perfect Things. That sounds like a fantastic premise. <laughs> I, I've, I've been, I was listening to you going, going about it, and I'm like, I have to find this thing and watch it right away. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. I, I, like, I like the notion that, you know, he, you know, he did the first thing he knew about time loop because that's what he saw in the movie. Yes. Type of thing. Yes. And I'm like, I want to see where that goes. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, uh, I'm going to go known ahead and watch it. I, I highly recommend it. It is. And as I said, it's a very small movie. It's not a big bombastic. There's no, I don't think there's a single quote unquote famous person in the cast, but it's just. It's just lovely. I like that you said bombastic. Because now, all of a sudden, I'm, all I can think of is Mr. Lova Lova. Mr. Bombastic. <laughs> uh. mm. <laughs> Shaggy! <laughs> all right. Let me, let, don't, don't, don't let me do that, Jojo. You know. <laughs> you know, I'll be doing weird shit. So don't let me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah weird shit is good. I like weird shit, as evidenced by my my list today. So, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, no, it's all good, man. I, I that's that most of the contents that have I've discovered that I'm like, yo, I like this, is because you and I have talked about it, which is which is how we ended up doing a, a podcast about this. Yeah, you know, because I'd like to, well. I tend to think that the shit that I I, I watch is not that weird, but it kind of is, <laughs> which is what created this affinity between us. You yes, know? yes. But I think you actually take the prize home. I know weird stuff. Though. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me go on ahead and move on. So my next one is, we did an episode about it in... We actually geeked out quite a bit on it. It's Lupin Part 2. Yes. We were very, very enamored by the first iteration of Lupin. Yes. And uh, just if you don't know what we're talking about, we're actually talking about Lupin (laughs) on, on Netflix. I just refuse to say Lupin or Lupin. It's Lupin. Lupin, Lupin sounds like you know, like loopy. Like I'm Lupin. Lupin. I'm Lupin today. I'm just Lupin. (laughs) I'm Lupin, man. (laughs) So I will always pronounce it as Lupin, and and yeah. So the part two of Lupin come uh, actually premiered Friday the eleventh of June, and as you will remember, Jojo, you and I talked about this is still part of the. First part. I, I don't think I think Netflix just split this shit yes. because they didn't they didn't have faith that this show was going to take off in the US. And they were like, let's just throw five episodes and then pretend that it was the first part or the first season. I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. And uh yeah, I'm I'm glad you because I actually was thinking of putting this on the list and then I was like, I have a feeling Graham's gonna put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. <laughs> 
So far, so good. So I'm, I'm super, I'm super excited about the return of this because um, the first part, as Netflix has chosen to call it, is some of the best television I've seen in a very long time. Some of the most entertaining television I've seen in a very long time. So I, I'm excited to see what happens. And it's crazy. I think I said this when we did the episode. It's like, I actually chose to watch this in French. Yes. Because I felt like it was better in French than 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 with the dubbed uh, version. But you can, you know, you have the two options. You have actually three options. You, you know, if you do speak or understand French, watch, watch it in French. Most of it is Parisian French, so it's the easier kind it just has a bit of slang in it so but but it's 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 very elementary uh, french to be honest with you so if you know french and you're a bit rusty on it you can still watch it and you you will you will be able to follow along the other option of course is to watch it in french and and read the subtitles which i know that most of y'all don't like to do and of obviously the third option is to just switch to to the dub dot dubbed uh english uh doubling version of it but you have all of these options but don't stop do not stop watching lupin and if you haven't seen lupin the part one which is i think five episodes isn't it i believe so yes it was only five episodes yeah go watch it yeah and then and then you at least uh, now you have the advantage of binge watching the entire thing yeah. because if you haven't seen the first part watch it and then just skip move on straight into onto the to the second part. Um I'm looking forward to watching it this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm y- excited yes, for ma'am. it too. <laughs> no, yes ma'am. Yes ma'am. Yes ma'am. Yes sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> right. So what you got for me, Jojo? So next I have I have a series that is uh it started several years ago on CBS of all places. And it had, it was renewed for a second season and the CBS kept pushing off the second season. And so the second season has just premiered on Paramount plus. So I got sort of interested in it because there was a lot of people were excited about this second series coming out. And I was like, what, what is it? Like, this is kind of mean, but, this is a CBS show. Why are you so excited about it? <laughs> but then I watched it and I understand completely because for a CBS show and actually for any kind of show, this is, but especially for something that was on broadcast television, this show is, is one, it's very, very good. Two, I would say it's quite controversial. And three, it's completely bonkers. And the show I'm talking about is Evil. It is on Netflix. The first season is currently on Netflix. The second season just started streaming on Paramount Plus. And it stars it stars Mike Coulter. It stars Katya Herbers. It stars Asif Mandiv. And it is about the Catholic Church and their pursuit of evil in the context of modern day, but using medieval practices. It's very strange. But again, very, very 
controversial, I would think, in the sense of it, it, it does show quite a bit of mental illness. Uh, it does delve very much into suicide. There is a lot of meat to this show that from the outside kind of looks like it would just be a kind of a, a goofy horror thing that is, you know, they just threw in the Catholic church bit for just to make people interested, but it actually addresses some of the issues that are currently happening in the Catholic church and have been happening in the Catholic church. And I was surprised by one, how thoroughly entertaining this show is, but two, also how thoughtful it is. I've not quite seen anything like it on television before, and especially not broadcast TV. So it's 13 episodes. It is kind of a, a, a commitment, but I was really surprised by the quality of, of this series. Are you under the impression that Paramount might just give it continuity or they just threw it in there because whatever? I I don't know. I I could not find any reason in it was to why it changed from CBS to to Paramount. I I don't nobody seems to understand why that happened or what happened. I don't know if CBS got cold feet in the sense of we're putting something on the air that's pretty I mean, it's pretty it can get pretty intense at times because we are talking about people who are harming themselves and, and, and suicide and, and, and mental illness and uh, the issues with, with child abuse in the Catholic church. So I don't know if CBS just got cold feet and was like, you know what, we're, we're, we're not going to do this. And they passed it off to Paramount. I don't know what happened, but it's, it's uh, I, I got interested in it because of the, the buzz about that. And so I just was like, oh, I'll throw on the first episode and see, see what it's like. And then I, like I said, I was very surprised by the quality of it. But um, so it should be important to, for people to know that there, it could be triggering, wasn't it? Yes, it absolutely could be triggering. Uh, there is a warning at each episode that comes up, but I definitely pay attention to that. It, it is, but it is, it is a good show, and I, I feel that the way it handles uh, a lot of that is pretty, it's not sensational, if that makes sense. Like, it's, it's very, they're, they're trying to be respectful of the issues that they're talking about. And, and Luke Coulter, of course, you know, is, is, is great in it. Um, I'm sorry, Mike Coulter. I'm getting him confused <laughs> with his character that he's played so many times. And and Katya Herbers is not an actress that I'm familiar with before, but she is is very, very good in this. She's actually Dutch. And then we have, um, and I know I'm pronouncing his name wrong, but um, Asif Mandavi. And of course, we, you know. Sid Manvi. Uh, yes. He used to be on The Daily Show. Yes, he was on The Daily Show. So, Asif Manvi, yes. Yes. So he was on The Daily Show. So uh, it's it's fun seeing, seeing him in this show, too, because I don't know, I expect him to be the character of, that he was on The Daily Show, which he, yeah. he's, he's not. So, um it's it's a very interesting TV series, and and again, not anything I've really ever seen on broadcast television before. It is available now on Netflix, and in the second season, uh, which I have not watched the second season because I I don't have Paramount Plus. But yeah, Mike Coulter is 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 an absolutely great actor, and yes. to some extent, I'm actually 
glad that Luke Cage on Netflix kind of got canceled and he didn't become typecast with just the dude that did Luke Cage because yeah. he is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Actor. Yeah. It, in this series, he plays a man who is uh, on the journey to joining the priesthood. Oh. And it's very, uh, it's very. I know that journey. It's very, very interesting and very. It's just, it's just fascinating to me. But, but yeah, definitely a trigger warning on this one. But if you can go with it, then I, I do recommend it. It's, it's different. Fabulous, Jojo, uh, fabulous. All right, so my next one is one I've also gushed about quite a bit in the past few episodes. So I'm gonna go over it again. It's Hacks on HBO Max. And again, I've, you know, if you go at least three episodes back on this podcast, you know, you, you will see how much I've had to say about it. That was when, when it just started. So here's the synopsis. Uh, Hacks follows Deborah Vance, a legendary Las Vegas comedian who wants to appeal to a younger audience. So, Deborah's agent sends Ava, a young writer who can help spice up Deborah's act. It's it's impossible to stress enough how great Jean Smart is in this show, and her comedic timing is on full display. In this brilliant comedy, this show was created by the writers of, of from Broad City. So, you have Jean Smart, Hannah Einbender. Carl Clemens Hopkins, who I personally call him LeBron James' uh, twin brother or something, uh, Caitlin Olson, and some more folks. But you know, seriously, Hacks is is brilliant. And Jojo, this is one of those shows that you know. Very rarely, I start watching something after eight p.m. that my wife doesn't just fall asleep a few minutes into it, and She's been watching it with me, and she actually enjoys it. You know, it, it's 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 a great show. I don't know if you've taken a peek at it, but it is dope as hell, Jojo. It is. It, it was actually next on my list. It wasn't going to be the next thing I talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Snap! We finally got the... <laughs> yes. So I, I completely, completely agree. Um, Hacks is, is fabulous. It's on, uh, it's on HBO, uh, HBO plus or max or whatever it's called HBO max. And it's, it's just, it's so good. Jean smart, as you said, is, is she like the scene where she, and I'm not giving anything away, but the scene where she chases after one of the characters in her Rolls Royce, and like runs her off the road to 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 come up with a better joke is like one of my favorite moments in television I've seen in a very long time. Like it's just Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you <laughs> look, man. Gene Smart is just like so absolutely fabulous. This character is is somebody you know. Yes. <laughs> it's somebody you know of. Yes. But at the same time, she's not the greatest person, but you like her. Yes. Uh, you know, like she, she, the the her meanness 
to everybody, everyone around her is, is incredible. And you know that she would be that way towards you too, but you still kind of like her. <laughs> yes. Uh, in a way, it's almost like, yeah, she's just like that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you yeah. can't, like there's Im- almost impossible to take things personal with her. I, I don't know if if that's the, how how you think of her, but like for me, even when she's being mean, I would be if if it were me, I would be like, "This is Deborah being Deborah." Like it's no, it's nothing that I can take person. There's no way I can think of it as anything but yeah, Deborah's being Deborah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I I, I think I, you know, there's sometimes people that you run across like that in in real life, if you will. You know that yeah. it's like, oh yeah, that's just the way they are. And she's. But she is so good at it, and I. God, she's. Good. I, 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 they really capture a little slice of Vegas life with that. So you know, I I have a very soft spot in my heart for Vegas. So yeah. I, I I love that, and and there's another like in I think it's the first episode, maybe the second, where the young writer says to her, um, which is something that everybody always says to people. Oh, do you ever get used to the heat? And and just. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was. Like, it was <laughs> and it, it was I, the way I'm telling it is ridiculous. But watching watching it on screen was just so perfect because it, just her a level of exasperation. Like I have been asked this 495 yeah. times. Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, and you'll see. You're gonna be, live here for a few days. So yeah, you'll see. Yeah, it's just it, it's 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 ridiculous that question. Yeah, because. Being from the Caribbean, you get asked that a lot. You know? Yeah, it's just yeah. the level of frustration was was like, ah, oh, I know that, <laughs> I know that feeling. Yes, yeah, yeah we do, yeah. <laughs> we do. <laughs> All right, well, Jojo, I'm 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 sorry that I I I went on that, but like, no, you got you got one for me. I I do I do I have uh I have one last one last uh movie, and okay, uh, it's uh. It's available on uh, on Netflix, and this one is from 2013. I don't think it got a lot of buzz. I d- I don't remember there being a lot of of talk about it when it came out. I saw it later. I'm kind of surprised that there wasn't a lot of buzz about it because it's from the people who created. Love Actually and Notting Hill and, and, and Four Weddings and a Funeral and all those all those movies, those kind of movies. This one is a little bit different. It's called About Time. And it stars, I can't say his name. It's Dom, Dom Hall Gleason, uh, Rachel McAdams, and Bill Nye. And it is about a young man who discovers that he can time travel. And it is something genetic to the males in his family. And they can time travel for a very short amount of time, certain amount of, of time, and go back in time and, and change things. And this is a very, it's a very sweet movie uh it's 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 a very it's an odd little movie again going with my un uh unintentional theme but but it it uh it's it's i was so charmed by this movie and how how much because 
Bill Nye gives a beautiful performance in this, and he is the father to the young man. He plays the father to the young man who discovers that he can time travel and kind of imparts the wisdom of the ages to him and the the different wisdom of of the generations of, of men that this has happened to. And there's such a lovely chemistry between himself and, and Mr. Gleason that you really do believe that they're father and son, and you really do believe that there is such a loving connection there. And also the sort of conflict that is there too between uh, a, a parent and the child. Another reason that I, <laughs> I really loved this movie is that the, the character of the father um, reminded me a bit of my father in that he used his ability to time travel to be able to read all the books. <laughs> <laughs> so he he uh he he traveled in time so that he could go back in time and and read books and and read books and then be able to go back to you know his regular job and his regular life and have read 20 20 yeah, books awesome. so awesome. um i i i really love this movie it's it's a it's a good-hearted movie it's it's a, a sweet movie uh it does take place uh, mostly in the summertime so kind of fits in with the summer theme. in the summertime but um but yeah it's called about time it's on netflix it's it's from 2013 and uh it's it's just a lovely little movie nice i think i like it i don't know when i'm gonna watch this one though but it's gonna be some like towards the end of the summer uh, but i, I like it <laughs> I like being Bill Nye. Um, that dude Gleason, you know, I know who he is, but I don't know. I can't tell you exactly what I've seen him on, but I know who he is, and and he 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 puts on a, a very good uh, performance. Yes. So yeah, there's that. I'm gonna go ahead and move on to the next one, George. Okay. Um, but here's the thing: my next one is one that I've talked about and. I cannot recommend that one enough. It is Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso's uh, second season is going to start on July 23rd on Apple TV+. I actually think that this series is too good for Apple TV+. It should be on a more, on a less exclusive, on a less exclusive streaming platform because Apple TV Plus is not everybody's cup of tea. But if you don't have Apple Apple TV Plus and you want to get it, a reason you might want to get it is because of Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, you may have seen, you know, Jason Sudeikis winning a couple of nominations in the past, you know, in the Golden Globes and in SAG Awards or something like that. Jason Sudeikis has demonstrated that he is a consummated actor and uh, his acting is on point, his writing is on point, and he is the only one who could do what he did with Ted Lasso. Um, Just to give you an idea, Ted Lasso is a series about an American football, semi-professional American football coach who gets called up to manage an actual soccer, professional soccer team in England. 
and not a team that is in the lower tier of the leagues, but rather in the actual Premier League. Dude has never managed soccer, doesn't have any experience managing soccer, and he goes there and he takes the damn job. Uh, hilarity ensues and you should see why. But you don't have to be into soccer to like Ted Lasso because this is about Jason Sudeikis. Absolutely. So Ted Lasso, again, season two will premiere July 23rd. So you can go ahead and watch the entire uh, first season. I think it's no more than eight episodes. And they're like 30 minutes each. They're great. And then you can go ahead and, and be ready for season two. Yeah? Yeah. Every yeah, right. the you know you and 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 Penny arguably the some of the most important not arguably you're some of the most important people in my life and uh, you both adore this show and she's actually re- Penny likes re- it. Re- re- she's restarted it the really? first season to prepare for the second season she she loves the show so <laughs> the, I I knew I knew why like there was a reason I like Penny yeah, there's a reason I like Penny. <laughs> Penny, uh, Penny's a smart cookie. Well, yeah, she's my friend. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you take credit there. <laughs> I only like smart cookies, so. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Georgia, what you got? Yeah. Oh, you. That you was done? the end for me. That was my last okay. one. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, the last one I have, and this one is the end for me too, is... Loki, and Loki actually started on June 9th. For some reason, Disney Plus decided to put this out on Wednesday nights or on Wednesdays. But Tom Hiddleston plays this absolute fantastic character on all of the Avengers and the Thor and the Thor movies. Loki is Thor's brother, and he's the god of mischief or whatever. And he has its own, his own series. Um, I saw episode one, and it seems like it's becoming a thing with with Disney Plus in that the first episode of their new series don't tell you much about what you should know or what sh- what is ha- is going to happen next. Ah, they just actually this one was if you're familiar with this terminology, this one was a bottle episode it's weird that the very first episode of a series is the bottle bottle episode but it is like takes place literally in the same place so (laughs) there's not a lot going on but you should watch it because one of the things that marvel marvel movies and series do a lot is that whenever you're watching something you can always go back to it for reference in the future a lot of clues are dropped within the dialogue, within what you see. It might not say anything to you at the moment, but then episode five in, you're like, oh, so that's why on episode one, they talked about this and that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's why it is important to watch episode one, even though it doesn't seem like it say a lot. But Loki is out there. You should watch it. And... Uh, uh yeah, that's gonna do it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Right. So I think we're coming to that point of calling it a day, Jojo. 
<laughs> so there you have it. We have this list of absolutely fantastic TV for you to watch. Jojo threw in a couple of movies. I've given you some series. Jojo has given you some series. And we want to wish you a happy summer because, you know, last summer was was a shitty one. Yes. To be honest. Yes, it was. And this one feels like we are, we will need some very, very potent Raven sunglasses to come out of this fucking cave and see the sunlight. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. I am looking forward to what's to come this summer. And it's, it's good. It's good to be where we are and hopefully we continue to make progress. And by the end of this year, at least we've reached a point where we can say we're safe. We've reached herd immunity and, and and we can be around each other, um, vaccinated or not. Yeah. But at least you have this. You you have. We hope that we've brought you some things that you can watch and enjoy. And um, we're we're gonna go with Jojo, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we uh, I think we done did it. <laughs> to steal a, a phrase. Yeah, we 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 done. We're done. Obviously, we want you to follow us on social media if you haven't done so. If you've just stumbled upon this show, we've been we've been around for a while now. So you'll find we'll find us on Instagram, Twitter, even on Facebook. We have a Facebook group and also on Pinterest. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter as Mr. Puzzetta. That's M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. Right? And uh, this is it. I'm going to go ahead and put this, you know, to just close out. Jojo, any last words? Be safe, everybody, and have fun. Ciao. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.